Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. I'm joined by Frank Warren. We've just seen Joe Joyce stop Daniel Dubois. Your immediate reaction to that, please, Frank? Yeah, it was pretty strange, wasn't it? You know, but he had a, he had a terrible eye injury, and uh, he's now on his way to the, the doctors. They sent him to a hospital, and then from there he's got to go to Moorfields, and they're worried about a nerve damage or socket damage. But Joe done a good job. It was all, I always said before the fight, it was going to be a battle of the jabs. I fancied Daniel to win it. Um, but he, you know, it was what it was. But the judges had it, had two of the judges had Daniel winning. I thought it was very close going into that round. Um, but they had him, both had him winning and uh, one had obviously Joe winning. What were the scorecards, Frank, at that point? I'm not, I'm told, I haven't seen them, but I'm told one judge gave it to uh, Daniel by had him seven or eight rounds up. The other judge had him, Daniel, up two rounds. And the other one had Joe up two rounds. Okay. How did you see it? I didn't think there was a lot in it. I don't think there was a lot in it. I think, you know, it, it was what it was. I, don't, I, I genuinely thought it was a pretty close fight. It was developing into those last three rounds. I thought were going to be something a little bit special. It was a great fight while it was lasting. But unfortunately, from Joe's point of view, he'd done what he had to do. From Daniel's point of view, there's no way he could continue. It's a bit like the other week. You think that fight we had at York Hall with Denzel and with um, Mark Heffron, you know, they pulled him out because of his eye. And I, I, think the, I think that Martin would have pulled him out at the end of that round with that eye anyway because he couldn't see it at all out of it. Two of the scorecards there seem fair. I mean, that one that had Daniel really wide. I don't know what's going on there. I, I, I don't. It was, you know... Was it the ninth round, wasn't it? The eight, was it the ninth, tenth, 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 tenth round? There's no way that he'd, he'd won eight rounds. No. Did you think Joe was hurt at any point in there? I mean, his chin was absolutely rock he solid. Got, he got clipped a couple of times, didn't he? But I think he was just, you know, he, 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 he got caught. Um, and so did Daniel get caught with a couple of good shots. He took the shots, as did uh, Joe. Daniel will be back, won't he? Of course he's back. He's a baby. I mean, you know, I said to Joe, what was you doing when you was 22? He said he, he was just, he was still an amateur, obviously. You know, what was, what was uh, AJ doing at that age? He was still amateur. I mean, he's turned pro, he's turned pro very young. Um, he's learnt. And if that eye injury weren't there, it, it could have been a different fight. Well, I mean, by a different fight, it had gone on. I'm not saying whether, you know, who would have won it or not, but it would at least, I think that, you know, it obviously wouldn't hamper his vision, but it was what it was. But you cannot take anything away from Joe Joyce. Done a, done a good job and put yourself in a good position. So we'll be, you know, with both of them, Joe will be out next year. We'll be looking for big fights with him. And, uh, and he'll probably be out again probably in April. And Daniel will have him out as well. How good was Joyce's jab? It was excellent. I thought both their jabs were good. They both, you know, it was always going to be about that, about the jabs. And I thought Joe's jab was superb and he kept getting it on point or on eye. He kept getting, clipping his eye with it. And I thought um, Daniel, his jab was good as well. Both of them were very good. There was, there was nothing in the fight. I mean, you could, you know, you could go either way. So he's, he's two up or whatever, depending how, how, how you, you feel about the fighters. But um, it, was a, it was a very competitive fight and I thought it was a very absorbing fight. <laughs> The shame is 
I think it would have been even even a better fight if there had been obviously if there had been a crowd there because the atmosphere would have lent you know would have obviously lent yourself to it. What's going to happen with the WBO, Usyk and George Joris now? Then I'll have to see on Monday and give him a call. But look, it's not fighting. Usyk's the mandatory to Joshua, mm. so it, Joshua. It's only if Joshua decides he's going to vacate. Which could be likely to make that Tyson Fury fight. Yeah, absolutely. We'll hope so. That's what we all want to see happen, isn't it? Just a, a last word on tonight, then, Frank. I thought it's you know it was uh, it was a good night. I thought Hams had done well. I thought he boxed well. It was a good finish at the end. Um, it was a, I thought it was a you know a decent night's boxing. And I thought the main event was a superb event. And everyone talking. I'm sure everyone's going to be talking tomorrow morning as well. Of course they are. And I will tell you what, what a rematch it would make. Yeah. Possibility for next year. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't those two guys want to get it on again with a crowd? Yeah. Yeah. Great fight. Frank Warren. You'd buy a ticket for it, wouldn't you? I'll buy ten tickets for that. Right, there you go. <laughs> Thank you very much, Frank. Thank Good you. Good man. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. Hamza Shiraz! Well done, Hamza Shiraz. 12 wins out of 12 now. He just keeps on getting these victories, and eventually that was an eye-catching one as well. So well done to him. Richie and I now just cannot wait for the next event. And not long to wait, John. That is now six straight stoppages for Hamza Shiraz, David Hay. And I know we're going to get the chance in 2021 to talk in more depth. He's got so much to work with. What about that job tonight? 21 years of age to go out there and put on such a patient and clinical performance. Rarely do you see someone that young look like a bona fide world champion in there. He came out there, took his time, picked his shots, and when he got his man hurt, he let his punches go. Carl said halfway through the fight, you know, I'd like to sham, I'd like to see him throw more punches, throw two, three punches maximum. And I said, when he get, when he, when he gets his man hurt, that's when he lets the punches go. He's very patient, picks his shots. It was, a, it was 10 out of 10 for me. Carl? I, I was just trying to find a criticism, and, and I, uh, that was the best I could come up with, that That's he could maybe put them together a bit more. And David told me, look, when he has a guy hurt, he'll put them together. I think, and I don't like to get too carried away, but I think Shiraz is the best young prospect we have in the UK. <laughs> and if he doesn't yeah. go on and win a world title, I'll eat my hat. That was an unbelievable performance, really wow. was. Yeah. Wow. That's big from you. Wow. I concur. We were trying to find things in there to pick holes in. I always do. I watch something. If I was in Shiraz's body, what would I do? I don't, I don't know what more he could have done tonight. And he did it clean and clinical. Didn't take any punches, no punishment. Good workout. It was just a 10 out of 10. Diego Corrales is what you said. Yeah. I'm going to steal that on you, but yeah. David said it. He, he reminds him a bit of Diego Corrales. His shot selection was perfect. The only criticism I had was phases you know one two three phases and he could have got rid of them a bit sooner but that was that was a very very good performance oh, i know you won but i've got to ask daniel about the ending what happened daniel in in that 10th round what happened 30 seconds in you know it was um can i say he caught me with a good jab and his jab was pretty accurate and you know i couldn't see out of the eye and i didn't want you know i just it just happens man i can't i can't explain it, it was just you know at the moment and just pinged it and you know, I couldn't see out of it. I was trying, I was trying my best and, you know, it just happened. 
And Joe, what did you think when you saw Daniel back away, touch the eye and take the knee? What, what, what thought went through your head? Uh, well, I was glad it was over. <laughs> The both of you, and I've got to congratulate you because I mean, people will be at home now and they'll be applauding, they'll be watching it back. It was, you've taken part in something incredibly special here tonight. Daniel, you got caught with the very first punch of the fight, a big jab after five or yeah. six seconds, and I saw your body go down. Was that the hardest you've been hit, do you think? I've been hit hard, you know, but it was uh, positioning, maybe, you know, on the eye and just the, the way it, it hit me. But, you know, I'm a tough guy, I'll come again for sure. And Joe, you had to come through an incredible amount of pressure. The sort of punches that have left men, you know, flashed all over the canvas. You took them. Were you ever in danger? Were you, were you ever hurt? No, I've, I've taken some big shots and respect to Daniel. He's got some power and he's young, he's fresh and he's hungry and there's, he could come again. But, I, you know, I've felt power like that before and with my experience, I've learned to ride it and come back and I'm blessed with a good tin so I can keep going and keep moving forward. And I was kind of, you know, I felt his power and I was happy to take it, if you know what I mean. I do. But preferably not take it. That's the choice, isn't it? That's the way you do your business. Daniel, going into the 10th round now, OK, most people seem to have it like this. One judge had yeah. you, one judge had Joe, another judge was really tough. How did you have it, Dan? As you got up for the 10th round, your eyes closed, how did you have it? I didn't know, honestly, I didn't know. I was just fighting, um, just finger, trying to figure out a way I can, I can break him down and get inside and you know, let my shots work. But yeah. Were you surprised at some of the punches he took? I know Joe says he's got a good chin, but yeah. you caught him flush, perfect shots, no. round three, round six, round seven. No, he's, he, he rolled the punches well. I was probably a bit um, um, trigger happy, but you know, I need to be smarter and, and uh, just you know, pace myself for maybe a bit more. Here's what it is, though. Joe won. And, and Joe, the, it was just a jab. You didn't go chasing him with the right hand or looking for left hooks. You just threw the jab, turned your shoulder, moved away, and avoided him. It was a, it was a simple tactic in the end. A good tactic, but a simple one. Yeah, I, I felt it landed, and yeah. I was mixing it up. And one, one, one second, Joe. Yeah, Dan, you can go. Sorry, Martin. Yeah, go and get your eye seen too. I appreciate it. Frank, can I pull you in? Is that possible? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Sorry about that, Frank. I've got to interview him, but I don't like oh, doing it when, when the kids listen, got to you get... interview when you win, and you interview, interview when you lose. lose. So, so, Joe, it was that the jab was just working non-stop, <clears throat> non-stop. And could you sense that in the very first round that the jab was starting to starting to get to him, starting to hurt him? Yeah, I started looking at that eye, and it was starting to swell up as well. And I felt quite comfortable landing it, and I was moving away from his right hands and trying not to get too close because if I get close, that's when he's going to let them go and try not to get backed up on the ropes also, because that's when he lets them go. And I don't want to get hit with any when he lets them go, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> they do come across. Yeah. Frank, it was a brilliant nine rounds and then a bizarre 36 seconds. We, at what point in the fight did you think that, that Daniel could lose? Or did you, were you convinced even going into the 10th that well, he could like still the, win the fight? The eye was obviously a massive problem. It was coming, I mean, you couldn't, you'd just seen it. You yeah, couldn't see out of it. It was what it was. So he was in trouble. Joe, dumb. I said at the beginning of the fight, it's going to be about who gets the jab off. It's a battle of the jabs. Who's ever got the better jab, they're, they're going to control the fight. And, you know, and it was, it was, I thought it was pretty even the fight. There, weren't, there was nothing in it. But at the end of the day, 
could see out the eye, and Joe did what he had to do. He, 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 he's strong, he's, he used, he's, he's smart, and he, and he come for it. Now, you, 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 saw, you, you spoke in private to Daniel there. Did he, what did he mention to you? Because cause it looked to me that he was in terrible pain when he went he, down. He said he, he, said he, he got something on the light, felt like it was a nerve or something. He said it shot for him, and that was what it was. Yeah, and, 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 that's, what it, and that's what it looked like. So we've got to, we've got to throw it forward. Well, where, does, where, does, where does Big Joe go now? He's in the driving seat, isn't he? That's where he goes now. And he goes for a Usyk. big 2021. Usyk, I'm ready for you, Usyk. <laughs> a rematch of Alexander Usyk. Um, it, it's taking the time. It's taking time to sink in here. I mean, people were, were quite stunned. Not just how well you boxed, Joe, but at the ending when he went down. Were you a bit shocked when he did when, when Daniel backed away and went down on his knee? Yeah, I, I, I couldn't see quite what happened. He's obviously in a lot of pain to have done that. It wasn't like it was. I don't mean it with the greatest respect. It wasn't like a shot knocked him down. You know, he suddenly. Got, he clipped him with a jab, and, he, and, and obviously that done something to the eye. And Frank, with Daniel, I, I, I know I should be asking this question next week or in two weeks' time, because his eyes like that, he'll be at the hospital being examined. But thinking fast forward in your head, which you do, one or two fights back? Uh, of course he's got to have, of course he's, you know, if he wants to carry on, of course he's got to, and he will carry on. He's a young man. I mean, Joe, what was you doing at his age? I, I didn't even. I just about started boxing. I started. There you go. So and you think, and, it, and Anthony Joshua, his age, wasn't even a pro. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's something you learn from. But obviously, you, you know, your handicap is what it is. But uh, uh, listen, if you never had the eye, I'm sure Joe's not complaining about it. But the eye, who knows how it would have ended? It was getting very interesting the fight, wasn't it? But it is what it is. Um, you know, a prime example is David Hay. Yeah. You know, David's Cole Thompson. Already, the yeah. With him, he came back and come back and won a title. Bradus Prescott. We all thought he finished that Amir Khan completely. He came back. This happens to numerous fights. Now it's the sign of what you are. Yeah. You know, what, what you're all about to come back. Can you come back? I would think he can, but we'll see. And the public will want to see him come back and they'll want so to see I'll him tell you tested what, I'll after tell you what, that. I'll tell you what would be great is a rematch. Joe is talking about that with all the crowd there. I mean, can you imagine if the crowd had been there tonight? Oh, they would have been, all, been, been yeah. jumping the it'd place, been wouldn't it? Uh, much more fun. And it would have, it would have, it would have yeah. been a much, much. Been, it would have been much more fun. Joe, uh, thank you very much. Congratulations, Frank. Thanks very much. Thanks so much for persevering with a fight that we thought was had to be dead in the water. Had to be dead in the water. You just kept on bringing it back. Well, it's there, and we done it. Well, you done it. Yeah. Well done. You certainly did. Man. Now, Carl Frampton, how many out of ten? for your buddy tonight? Out of 10 only because I know what Jack can do. Look, he won the fight clearly, but out of 10 for Jack, I would say only a five or six because he's just scratching the surface. Jack Carroll is one of the best fighters I've seen in the gym. I think it's going to take a quality opponent like Josh Taylor or Jose Ramirez to bring that out. But we have to give Huya credit. He was such yeah. a tough guy. He stayed in there. He earned his yeah. money tonight. Um, but Jack, Jack, good performance, but can be so much better. The great benefit of this opponent, though, Carl, was that it, it did allow Jack to work on all the things that are likely to get rusty when you're not yeah, going look, into he, action for a year. He gave him rounds. He, he hasn't been in the ring for a long time, so rounds were important. Um, but I think his timing was a little bit off. I'm saying that just as he lands that shot and he, he drops him. But his timing was off for maybe half the fight anyway. But um, it was a good win. And that the opponent, it was a perfect opponent for a, a comeback fight after a year out of the ring. David, a quick appreciation from you, please. I thought it was a, the perfect, who you was the perfect opponent to bring the very best out in him. 
You know, he needed, after a year out, you need someone to ask you questions. You need someone to get in, make it rough and tough. And he definitely got a lot of rust out there. Looking at some of the big Ramirez and Josh Taylor fights out there, you need a fight like this before that. We were talking about him jumping straight in there. Yeah. Such a good thing that didn't happen so he can get in here now get the rust out so he can look at those mega fights uh, I, later. I later think Ramirez and Josh Taylor will be looking at that thinking, no problem. But I'm telling you, Jack Catterall has so much more to come and I can't wait to see them fights happening. Let's get his own verdict now with Steve. Thanks very much indeed, Paul and the rest of the boys. Jack, a year out, 10 good rounds, a small cut. You dropped the guy twice. Just about perfect, wasn't it? Yeah, listen, I enjoyed that. Been a year out of the ring. Happy, like you said, 10 rounds in the bank, boom, we move to next year. We look forward to some big fights. And you're not even breathing. Okay, let's talk about the big fights. Ramirez, Josh Taylor, you did a deal to step aside, to let them fight. You've got an agreement to fight the winner. What do we know? When might it happen? So I stepped aside, hopefully it happens uh, early next year. I've been told possible dates, end of Jan, beginning of Feb. Listen, I'll be at that fight watching. There's an agreement in place to fight the winner within a couple months, so exciting times. He's dangerous. He's got dynamite in both fists. This is a big fight for boxing fans all around the world. Uh, how to exploit Joe's um, weaknesses and, and recognise his strengths. Suggested that the winner of this fight will go on. Owner Bastos in here for seconds out here with Big D David Adelaide. Man, you keep producing on these nights, BT Sport, the, the eyes are on you. But again, another knockout. Just talk to me about how you're feeling. Feeling good, you know, I feel strong. Um, like I said, it wasn't a usual stoppage, but you know, we're getting there anyway, and then I got it done, so that's what that matters. Talk to me about that, because we're sat in here, we were watching it, and yeah. it seemed like the referee sort of, it made it a lot, a bit confusing. You hit him, he went down on his knee, but then the referee sort of gave it a timeout, and then then the corner stopped it, but it just seemed very confusing at the time. So um, I hit him with a combination. I thought it looked like he was bent over, but he wasn't. I mean, clearly. So, but I thought it was bent over, you know. We practice certain things in the gym. So when we thought it was bent over, I hit him with a certain shot. Referees told me, look, you hit him whilst he was down, but his corner really threw in the towel. So, obviously, probably couldn't see it on the TV. So, um, what the referee's done is put him in his corner now, and he's asked the coach, wait, do you sure you want to cancel it? And he goes, yeah. So, you know, I mean, I wanted him to come back out so I can have a, you know, so I can have a definite finish and no excuses, but... You know, his corner cancelled it, so what can we say? But prior to that, you did hit him, and there were times in that fight where you were just putting it on him. You know what, And something you said before the fight that, you know, you've got to get people like this out of the ring for you to get to the goals that you want to achieve, and you got that done tonight. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, um, I can't be looking at the likes of the big boys if I'm struggling with guys like this, so... You know, I knew I was going to get it done, just about in the fashion I was going to get it done. Um, I think the more you come to fight, I probably would have got a better knockout, but, you know, fair play. And there's all these names linked with you now. You know, when I look on YouTube, you're sort of... Knockouts get these views and you're doing it again. And it seems like you're becoming this rising star that names are going to get linked with. There's certain names like Nathan Gorman, Fabio Wardley that I've heard about recently as well. When do you want these guys? Is it just as soon as possible? Whenever, now? whenever. I look, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk about them. You know, when they do their interviews, my name doesn't get mentioned. So in my interviews, I'm not gonna mention their names. So, 
That's it. How are you celebrating tonight? What's the plans? I'm chilling, man. Uh, I'm going to watch the main event and then uh, I'm going to go watch Roy Jones, Mike Tyson. And then I think I'm back in the gym Tuesday. So. Whilst you're here, how, how do you think that main event's going to go? You're here now. It's going to be a good one. I couldn't tell you. I mean, look, the war bangs. Joyce is physically strong. Depends on the start. Mike Tyson, Roy Jones, Jr. Um, what do you make of it? Your boxing fans are split, obviously, but it's, it's just a good exhibition fight. It's a bit, it's a bit off, but it's one of them ones where it's like they're trying to both make their, make their money and whatnot, so you can't really knock them, but I mean, credit to them, innit? I mean, they're old, they're in their 50, I don't know why they're taking it, but if that's what they want to do to their health, then fair play. Big D, congratulations on your win. Uh, no doubt we'll speak to you in 2021. But yeah, in the meantime, uh, have a good time off and have a good Christmas and everything else. Appreciate it, bro. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. Umar Ahmed, IFL TV, MTK Global. Big David Adelaide gets his stoppage. Second round stoppage with Danny Whitaker. Pleased with that? Yeah, you know, uh, got the knockout. Didn't come the way I expected it to, but you know... It's another one on the score sheet and we move on. Just talk me through the stoppage itself. There was a little bit of confusion in the ring afterwards, wasn't there? It looked like that on telly anyway. Yeah, no, it was. Um, I hit him with a combination and me and Frank, my coach, had practice where, you, you know, when he defends, he defends a certain way or when he puts his head in certain positions, throws certain shots. So when he had his head in a certain position, I threw the shot thinking, you know, he was still standing. But the referee's kind of pushed me in the opposite corner and said, look, you hit him and he was down. But I've looked over and his coach... His coach already threw in the towel. Yeah, yeah. So I thought, oh, all right. And also he had more time to kind of, you know, recover. So I thought, you know what, at least I can get the job done properly now. But, I mean, I guess he felt the power for it was long. So, yeah. Yeah, it looked like after the first knockdown, that kind of really just set him back. Yeah. And as you said, the corner threw in the towel. So they knew he was gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he knew it was gone. I was just going to keep piling on the pressure. And as the vans went on, I probably would have just put it on him a bit more, more, more and more. But uh, like I said, fair play to him. I was just telling Dev, you know, we had 16 British opponents pull out. So fair play to Dan if even taking it, you know. I can give him credit. How does it feel like every time you get in a ring, you're putting on these performances, all that hard work's paying off? I know you've been in camp with Tyson, AJ, etc., putting in the rounds in, learning so much, and then you're applying that live on telly. It must satisfy you. Yeah, definitely. And like, I mean, I'm in the beginning of my career now, so, you know, it was a good feeling. Um, many more nights like, these, like this to come. You know, so I just stay humble, stay grounded and do what I've got to do. How was that for you? I know you've been uh, in the ring with Tyson before, sparring, etc. But you was in his camp in Manchester and then also uh, in, in training with Anthony Joshua. How much has that helped you, and especially for this fight here? Helped me a lot. You know, you get to see other people at the top of the tree train. You know, I see how they kind of prepare for fights. So, of course, it helps me. And um, look, if I'm doing rounds with them guys, then surely I should be doing something right. So, I mean, we just stick to what we know in the boxing gym and um, stick to what we do. David, for next year, I mentioned uh, a couple of heavyweights to you in the week. No, no, I'm not going to mention them. Yeah. I'm going to ask you about uh, a fight with Frank and Nathan Gorman. Is that a fight that you welcome next year? Oh, no doubt. I mean, Nathan Gorman, yeah, no doubt. I mean, that's a fight that's easy to be made. The next 12 months, I think that can be made. Um, both under the same banner, you know, so um, 
yeah, you know, time will tell. Also, of course, a huge fight tonight. Ben Davison said that you should be looking at the, the loser of this fight. Do you think uh, that's a fair assessment from Ben? I think it is, you know. Um, I look at these sort of guys at the top of the country, you know, the, the, the fighters and that are the best in the country and think I'm, I'm a stone throw away from them. So, um, yeah, you know, I look at these guys. I mean, credit to both of them. I ain't going to call them up, you know, let them do what they got to do. But, um, yeah, I think, I think it's realistic. Yeah, but you feel like David Adelaide next year will be in these one of these kind of fights, whether it's the loser, Dubois, Joyce, Nathan, Gorman, we yeah. mentioned other heavyweights, so next year, where it's the back end of the year, who knows, but you will be in a, a big fight next year, David. Yeah, by the looks of it, you know, I mean, as long as I stay active, you know, COVID was everyone's fault. I mean, it was no one's fault, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, COVID was no one's fault, so, you know, as long as I stay active and keep ticking over, I'm sure these fights will come, and once I've had a certain amount of experience, I'll definitely be taking them. Another stoppage win for David Adelaide. Thank you very much for talking to IFL TV. Is there a final message for your fans? Um, stay tuned. A lot more to come. And um, yeah, man, thank you for the support. Top man. Appreciate it, brother. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. Gracefully, I hope I'm recording, but we're growing old gracefully, no? We are, we are. Good. And um, that's the way it's supposed to grow. Nice and old and feeling good and experiencing life still. And where are you at the moment? I'm in North America. Oh, not in Jamaica, no? No, not at this point, no. Um, so I, I'm going to fire straight in. It's lovely to see you, as always. Um, yeah, no, you're, you're one of the greats, and you're also one of the great people in boxing. And I think the, the untold truth kind of tells that, that some of the critics have said, oh, it's very vanilla and it's anodyne, and, but... You never set out there to, to be a bad guy, did you? You did all your bad guy stuff in the ring. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we all come from different upbringings and uh, it, it just gives a brief rendition into my upbringing and, you know, my boxing career. And, uh, it, you know, it also says just because you're from a, a, a low-income background or you don't have a mother and father there looking after you, you can still end up to be a good person, you know, and uh, you know, it shows, you know, there's been a lot of di different documentaries about different people, but nobody really knows my life and my journey. So uh, I was very happy with uh, the way it, you know, there's obviously there's plenty of other stories connected to stories, but you know, it was like a good, uh, uh, you know, rendition of my life. If I think this is fair to say, correct me if I'm wrong, okay? Yeah. You've always made difficult things look very easy. Is that fair? Yes, it's fair. I mean, when you say it looks easy, it's still hard. Mm. Uh, it's, it's really just focus. It's like, you know, somebody beats you, which somebody beat me in my career, and I'm like, I figured out what, why did he beat me? And what my problem was and then I fixed it and then I went back and fixed the problem 
So, and it wasn't, it was, I didn't do it in the sense of, oh, I didn't come down on myself and said, oh, this is why, what, why it happened. This is why I lost them. This is the reason. I basically blamed myself and just figured out a way to correct it and went and did it. Do you also think we belong to the last generation? You know, men in our mid-50s, you know, grandfatherhood and the summer of our lives. I'm just calling it the summer, not the winter of our lives, just approaching that. We, you don't speak about your problems. You just sort them out. Right, exactly. That's, I mean, that's how I was brought up. Mm. You know, we don't cry over spilt milk. Mm, mm. But that, that runs all the way through your career, that, that you never came out with any excuses. You're never, you never came out with, like you said, it's just, I need to go back and put the wrongs right, you know? I mean, we, we all make mistakes. And, uh, you know, as long as we realize what they are, and realize, you know, what we can do to better it and fix it, and then go out and do it. Do, do you, one of the things that strikes me about a documentary about your life is, and, and I do think this is true at the time, yeah. you have been much more appreciated after your career has ended. Yeah, um, I believe that as well. I mean, you know, it's, it, that, it's kind of showing that. I actually foresee that, you know, in, you know, that's why I always said, uh, you know, I'm like fine wine. I get better in time. And, it, you know, it's like what I did is hard for people to grasp. And then when they look at people trying to achieve what I've achieved, then they realize how hard it was, you know, and the fact that I didn't really mope about it. Um, I remember when Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury fought the first time, I think yourself, Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield, Riddick Bowe. I mean, you even had a little bit of elbowing up on stage with Riddick Bowe at the weigh-in day in, outside in Los Angeles. When you all get together and you talk about that era together, do you ever come to conclusions together about how it was at the time and how great it was with, with that group of you? Yeah, to a point. I mean, I think... Me, Evander Holyfield, and Mike Tyson actually go through that aspect. Because we've grown up differently, you know, obviously uh, Evander Holyfield has he had his life growing up, you know, he's got 12 siblings and, you know, what his mother said to him and how he brought up and he was really, his mother was a big influence in his life. Uh, and my, uh, my mother was a big influence in my life. Tyson, you know, I don't think his mother was a big influence. Other people were influences in his life and we're coming from different stories. So we put, kind of put them together and say, well, look how we turned out type of thing. Mike Tyson features a fair amount in the film. Um, yeah. You know, and it's interesting, isn't it? As we get older, bygones are bygones, aren't they? And there's right. a great warmth towards you and from you to him as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of weird because when me and Mike Tyson met was in 1983. And, uh, you know, I remember we, we went up to the Catskills because, um, you know, we wanted to know who this guy Mike Tyson was. Everybody was talking about on the, Brit on the American team. So we went up there, you know, and sparred with him for a few days. And that was opening, you know, a great experience for me. Uh, he taught me about boxers that I didn't even see before. I've never seen before these old fighters. He took me up to his room, 
they put this uh, white sheet down and we watched these old tapes of these old fighters. So he was very educated on, especially the history of boxing better than I was at that time. So I, um, I learned the history after it, but you know, we, we crossed paths at that point. And uh, you know, then he became heavyweight champion of the world way before I did, obviously. You know, he matured a lot quicker. He was pushed. He, you know, he had that mechanism uh, in America to help him that way. And for me, I was instilling amateurs just watching him. And, uh, you know, I, I remember even before that in the uh, Olympics, the 88 Olympics, we met as well. And he lost to um, one of the heavyweights at that time. And, uh, you know, I, I think I lost to, to Tyro Big. So we were like, uh, you know, we lost, but we'll see each other in pros type of thing. And uh, yeah, we've had a long history together. And, uh, you know, even the fact that, you know, when he wanted to eat my children, I was like, he wants to eat my children? I thought he's a vegetarian. So um, I thought that was weird. So that was a crossing time. Then we fought, obviously got it out of the way. And, uh, but Mike Tyson's really shown a lot of respect in the sport of boxing, especially towards me. And, you know, I, I love him for that. You know, he speaks it the way it is. And, and you know, he's the most realist uh, fighter out there. You know, he doesn't hold anything back. He's real. And, uh, you know, we, we we're, we're, you know, on a different level when it comes to friendship because we've had such a history together. Well, obviously, he's fighting next week. Are we going to see you come back again or not? Well, hopefully, you won't need to see me come back. Uh, I'll, I'll be commentating on that as well. Right. That should, be, that should be an interesting fight. I mean, Roy Jones is quick, and he looks in uh, terrific shape uh, in the way, and I've seen him in the way, and man, he's ripped. So I know he's in good shape, and I know he's not going to stay there uh, you know, in close quarters with the most powerful man out there, you know, you, Mike Tyson still's got got his power, still got that mechanism. He still knows how to move. So he's not going to stay there and catch any heavy blow. I think it'd be dangerous for two rounds. Um, very dangerous for two yeah. rounds. Yeah. Well, good luck commentating on it. Um, I think, I think I might even be in the UK commentating on it as well on the radio, but um, it's always fascinating when you've got characters um, like that. So you're making a comeback, but it's not actually in the ring. It's just talking about one of your old rivals. Um, you mentioned he said he was going to eat your children. You didn't have children at the time. No. The last time you and I sat down for an interview and spoke, we, it's your son Claudius, isn't it? No, uh, Landon. Landon, sorry. Land, I, sorry, Landon. I, I Claudius. No, no, yes. Um, Land, Landon, you said at the time, and I think he was like 17. Is he 19 now? No, no, he's uh, 16. 16. You said he's got bigger feet than you. Has he got bigger hands than you yet? And is he still boxing? Uh, he's still boxing. Doesn't have bigger hands than me, but they're, uh, he's definitely going to have probably bigger feet. Are you... So many sons follow their fathers. He will watch this doc. He will yeah. watch this documentary about your life. You know what's going to happen. He's going to want to follow dad's footsteps. How do you feel about that? Um, you know, I feel good about it. I feel actually better because I know that there's so many other things he can do. He doesn't really have to do that. Yeah. Well, he can be a great basketball player. He can be a great actor. He can be a great boxer. I mean, but he's definitely got the genes, 
right now uh, for boxing if he, if he sh so wishes. Undisputed champion. You know that track, of course. Yeah. You played it out the other day. Um, when you look, I want to stay on the dock about you, but when you look back at your era, and, and the, the dock is very much about your era, the, the Olympic gold, um, representing Canada, being from Jamaica, growing up in England, being adopted in America in some respects in your career as well. I mean, the great thing about you is that you're, you're just multicultural, basically, aren't you? And you've always adopted and adapted with that. You know, so we, we, you, there's a bit, of, a bit of you in all of us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, you're right. I mean, um, it's interesting because you can go to, uh, it can be, you can be in Europe and, or in, in America and just listen to American news and be like, yo, you know, this is tense. And then be somewhere else in the world in let's say England, it's just different. They look at the world differently. And I, out of that, out of that experience, I'm able to get the truth. It's like, okay, I'm able to gather what, what the information I need to know by that. You know your roots and you're not scared of your roots, are you? And you've got roots everywhere, Lennox, you know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, Finally, I want to ask you, you know, when you, when you look back on that era and you look at this era, would you have stood easily with these guys? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, different eras, uh, there's always a star that sticks out. And there's a couple stars in this, this era I can see, and uh, they stick out. Uh, my era was a great era. Uh, and I'm I'm happy to bring it back a little of it, little of it in my documentary, and uh, it, it actually brings a lot of people in that era, and uh, you know, there's a like I said, there's different aspects of it that we can actually expound on. You know, the big fight between me and Frank Bruno that was a big affair, big promotion. There was a lot behind. There was a lot behind that, and uh, it turned out to be a great fight. Well, uh, there's parallels with next week with um, Daniel Dubois and Joe Joyce is a similar kind of fight where these guys are at that stage in their career as well. These are all moments in time, aren't they? Like you say, we can't forget that moment with you and Frank Bruno. You were both real stars in Britain at the time. Not right. yet world stars, but real stars in Britain. And we're a fighting culture and we love boxing. We love yeah. fight sports, you know? Yeah, and you know, like I said, it's great you know, the impact that British boxers have on the world now is, you know, is I, I'm so happy for British boxing right now. And I can actually say, you know, I played a part in opening the door for this to happen. So it's, it's a very uh, positive time for British boxing. You were the undisputed then. Would you have been the undisputed now? Come on. Of course, of course. I think uh, maybe Tyson Fury would give, give me a little trouble in a couple rounds. But you'd nail him eventually, yeah? Oh, yeah. I've, I, listen, I'm the pugilist specialist. I've got an arsenal filled with punches I can throw at any given moment. You look like you could still throw them, to be honest. <laughs> um, listen, it's always great to see you. Thank you very much for your time. And I will tag with everything I do. 
uh, where people can see the documentary on Amazon. And um, it's a brilliant watch. And uh, I'm really glad you, you made it. And you made it and it's you, it's real. It's people yeah. that know you, friends of you, Dr. Dre doing narration. <laughs> but everybody knows you, as simple as that. Kelly Maloney, you yeah. know, um, yeah. everyone. So, um, no, great stuff and thanks very much. Thank you. Thanks, Lennox. Thanks, buddy. Great to see you. Yeah, man. Bless. Yeah, bless to you. Hey, connect anytime. No problem. Thanks, bud. Cheers. Thank you.